This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to our 10th episode of the Rockcast podcast. We have been working hard to hit October 2014 and have a lot to share with you that's been going on behind the scenes. Um, First, let's talk about some features that are new that you may be interested in. David, what do you have uh, for us on that? Uh, One thing we've been working a lot on um, and actually been, you know, a little bit more has come out on each update we've done is workflow. Um, Workflow is just powerful engine in rock that drives a lot of things um you know it's drove and check in from the very beginning but really it can be used to customize a lot of different um, processes that your organization might use Um, it's really powerful with driving forms um, and presenting forms to users and then um, taking different actions based on what they fill in Um, so it's just a really another powerful tool that um, you can use to kind of help your users and your staff um, complete things that they do every day. So it's a big time saver. Yes, it could be used that way, yes. Okay. And are there other uses as far as customization and things from the client end? Um, yeah, just, just like everything in ROC, um, it's easy to extend. Well, it, it can be extended um, depending on what kind of staff or, or, or skill set your organization has. Um but it can be used also just to customize different parts of your website. Um, you know, whether it's users requesting more information or whether it's staff wanting to hire new people. Um, it's just, it's a way of gathering information and then automating the things that um, you do with that information. Um, and we did release recently the documentation on it, so I would really recommend... Um, taking a look at that documentation, reading through it, and um, you'll you'll begin to kind of see and understand some of the power that it has. There's some great examples in there, I think, about what workflow can do for you. And it's pretty exciting once you get into it to think about all the ways you can apply it to your organization. I think, you know, as you read that documentation, don't read it for what it is, but read it for what it can be. Because, I mean, the, the, the power of workflow is what you can make it do. Out of the box, it comes... You know, power some stuff in Rock already. We have some sample workflows, but you really have to read that documentation and be thinking about what can I use this for, because that's where the magic is. Um, it is a, a giant box of Legos, but it, it's somewhat up to the, the the user to assemble them. And not to get ahead of ourselves here, but uh, David's going to be teaching some stuff at the upcoming uh, conference on workflows, and I know he's uh, he's been really excited about some of the power behind what you can do and I think he's going to blow our minds uh, at that event sounds good um, let's see other new uh, features content um, another thing we've been working on is um, something called content channels um, and this is just something to really help um, present different data 
in different ways. <laughs> That's kind of abstract, but it really is. It just like John mentioned, another another toolbox with Legos. But we're really gearing it towards presenting data on a website, I guess, um, whether that be blogs or um, dynamic um, rotating images on your homepage. Um, really, any type of information you want to present, um, you can use content channels for. Um, so we have content channel types. So it, you can create as many different types you want with their own set of data points or attributes um, and then you have through our templating engine a way of presenting that in very dynamic ways um, so we're we've pulled out marketing campaign ads and we're replacing it with content channels um, so what used to be ads are now content channel items um, so website promotions is just a channel type uh, where blogs are a channel type podcasting will eventually be a channel type um, really just different different types of data presented in different ways it's just another flexible way of using rock I guess and, and the idea behind that came from working with some other guys outside of this team right John yeah I mean there's a lot of uh, folks who are using other CMS's today and, and just trying to make sure that you know, Rock can be that powerful CMS. We're trying to figure out what tools would, were, were needed. And so some of these tools and concepts were, were uh, kind of shared through Expression Engine. They, they have a very powerful um, set of tools um, like this. And when we saw what those tools were, we were like, wow, that, that's really kind of like marketing ads, except the whole name marketing ads really limits it to just marketing ads. But the concept behind it, they're the same. And the interesting thing is outside of that, there are people who are using marketing ads to do this, but the but the like the moniker of marketing ads made no sense to what they were doing. Right. But they saw that the value and the power behind those tools, so they started like bending it in a way that we hadn't really intended. But it, it was a it was a good idea and it was really working. And I think that just lends lends credence to to the idea of like kind of blowing that up and making it more of a generic thing. Right. Um, and, and again, it's. If you look at it today and you think, oh, wow, that's great. I can do a blog and I can do, um, you know, website promotions. That's great. But you have to look at it and what else could I use this for? How else could I extend this? Um, your creativity is really going to be what holds you back, I think, with Rock in general. If you just read the manual and you robotically follow the process, yeah, you, you can do exactly what we lay out. But if you if you just think about what is possible with it, that we haven't even thought of, you know, that's where the magic's going to happen. I mean, the tools are there. And, you know, we're working hard to build the tools, document the tools, and then give them to you and let you be the architect of, of your future. Um, you know, like David was talking about the templating engine, we've put, been putting a lot of time into documenting that templating engine so you know all of its capabilities. And you can build um, some pretty cool things that, you know, learning more about it myself and then even extending it some more, it's sometimes hard not to smile when you go, wow, you, this is so simple to do this little piece of magic right here. Um, and so what we've been trying to do is document that so you can see that magic and then you can do that magic. Um, and hopefully it someday brings a smile to your face um, or the face of your organization because I think it, it is pretty cool. Um, but again, it's like everything in life, it's going to be limited to the effort that you put into it. But now it's named accordingly, so we don't have the limitations that might have been associated with it. 
Exactly. Like, yeah. Good. And I think that was a lesson learned and, you know, we were, that was one of the first features actually I think we put in was the marketing ads and just having gone through it, it was like, wow, that, that's a huge limitation just in the name. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So we have some things on the horizon still. What, what might we see coming up next? Anything? Well, we're working hard to march forward to our 1.0 release. Right. Um, so there's some additional documentation coming. Um, the the uh, contribution giving mm-hmm. documentation is nearly complete. We should see that um, next week. Um, just putting the last bit of polish on that. Um, those tools are pretty much feature complete though right now. Um, but documentation always helps. There's some other features that are done that aren't fully documented. There's a duplicate finder that you know, we're excited to talk about, but we don't have the documentation done for yet. Um, to be honest, sometimes the documentation is so hard to keep up with because we're constantly changing. And, you know, we are, of course, marketing ads is already documented, but now that has to be redone. And, um, but I suppose those are all good problems to have. <laughs> Better ability to redo your documentation because you've got new stuff and new ideas and to be stuck with the same stuff. Um, but we're really kind of heads down working really hard to get our 1.0. Uh, complete, reliable, um, and out. Good. All right, we've run into a few other things um, as we've been going through our beta period, and and uh, I think one of those has to do with hosting. What updates do we have on that? Yeah, so the host, this, the beta process and the beta period has been a, a huge uh, learning experience in a lot of different ways and a lot of different facets. I mean, we're we're learning a lot about a lot of different as, aspects of of running software and hundreds of different people's environments. And one of the ones is, is hosting. Um, and all this kind of came about from our, our, our second generation installer. We, we worked on that, started doing that, you know, months ago and, and actually kind of finished it months ago. And so we started going around testing it. Of course, we want to test it. In the testing process, we discovered some, some issues. And at first we thought it was with the installer. And then that through lots of series of tests, we discovered, well, it's, it, it it's probably not necessarily the installer. It's, it's kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying to take these small uh, web host accounts, which are really meant for small websites, small applications. We're trying to stuff in this really big enterprise application in this thing. We're trying to install it in a very user-friendly way, which takes a lot of resources, and it's, it's a very complex task. Um, and then related to that is, is the whole update process. Um, but so we found some issues. Um, I think some of it was with uh, with expectations, our expectations of trying to stuff an enterprise app into a five dollar a month web post, which is probably just not that's just not going to happen. Um, it's like I wrote in some documentation. It's not like your grandmother's recipe site. This is a full blown application that's taking large amounts of data, trying to find patterns and express them back out to use. It's just not a five dollar a month proposition there. So we, we've been really kind of wrestling with that. And I think, you know, one of the, the things that we found is on, on Arvix, we had some compilation issues, and we still have an issue with compilation. The good news, it only happens on, on, um, on, uh, uh, on the install and after the update, and it goes away. It's just a temporary, some kind of compilation issue. It goes away in a few minutes, and, and you're back fine. And we're still working with Arvix. We, we've been working with them for a long time on this. They've put in a ton of effort on it. We've put in a ton of effort. I think we're actually kind of close to figuring that out. Um, 
but it's amazing the amount of attention they've given it. Um, we've worked with a lot of web hosts over the last few months, and um, their support has been awesome. Um, kind of the way I phrase it, if I had it go out to lunch with any of the tech support I've worked on in the last year, those are the guys I'd want to go to lunch with, um, which is cool um, how much effort they've been putting into that. Um, so we're still working through that. That said, we, we have learned a lot about web hosting. Um, we have updated our external web hosting guide. There's some recommendations in there. Um, some, of the, some of them are new that maybe some people haven't seen yet. Um, that document will be updated some more, I think, as we work through uh, the, the final stages of the issue with Arvix. They'll be back in that guide. Um, and uh, they have some other interesting um, platforms that we can, we can look at, too, Arvix does, that we're researching and looking at. Um, it's amazing how much time and effort we've put into this, but I think it's 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 super important to us that we can give people um, a reliable hosting platform and options too. I think we just don't want one; right. we want several. Even even if Arvix was the perfect web host, we don't want one option. We want people to have multiple options. And there's other exciting things happening too. I mean, there's a there's a a, a group who are interested in starting a whole company just to do rock hosting. That's the only thing that they would do. Um, they're a little bit in the early stages, so we don't really want to put them out as a recommendation yet because they haven't even started. They're not even able to take a customer yet, but they're they're quickly moving to that stage, and that's exciting. Um, you know, I think that's another great option for churches. Uh, that way you would get a pre-installed version of, of Rock. You don't even have to install it. Um, and first-class support. Like, these guys would really learn Rock in and out to really provide that support that some churches are really looking for. Right. Yeah, so that's exciting to hear. And, and we hope that not, there's not just one of those in the future. We hope that there's multiples of those even, too. Um, that just gives you more choices. Um, I would say, though, one of the learning points is don't expect this to run on a, on a $5 a month web host. I'm thinking that the base package, that the minimum a church should have, is, is probably going to be about 30 bucks a month. And I'd say that's a very, very small organization. If you're medium to large, you, you know, look to spend $100 as a minimum. If you're a larger com- uh, organization, it's probably going to be more than that. It might be 150 it might be $200. Um, but I think going in there with the expectation of running it on a personal class web host package, I mean, just the name alone should tell you that's not a good idea. Um, and I think we're really close to working out that compilation problem with Arvix, but for current customers who are on that platform, again, it only really, will, you only really see that post-install and after an update, and those are two major, like, there's a lot going on on that server when we do an update. There's a lot of files coming down, there's a lot of activity, and um, so some of it is just the nature of, of what's what we're, what we're trying to achieve there. Um, another thing that's kind of interesting looking through this as we went uh, through this process is you know, one of the things we kind of kept asking, asking ourselves is like, well, what do other people do? You know, what does .NET Nuke do? What does Orchard do? What do these other big products do? And um, to be honest, they don't do much. Like the install process on these products is like crazy. It's not definitely not something you could hand over to a non-technical user. And I feel like Rock actually does a better job on the install and the update process. Um, I think our installers, this is this process really helped us tune that because in the beginning we, we, we did think it was our installers. So we put a lot of time and just 
debugging it, making sure everything was great. And even up to last week, we were still making it, you know, more better. So, <laughs> and, and just to be clear, I mean, we've talked a lot about the problems, but we've never seen these problems in our own environments where we're running these on our servers. Right, and I think that's, again, that's kind of the nature of these two because now you have a dedicated server with its own dedicated app pool and it's all, all the memory it could ever want. The problem is we're trying to run this into a on a server that's being shared by hundreds of people and not because a hosting company is greedy, but that's how, that's how they get the cost down. Like that server, servers cost a lot of money. If you want to get a server for 30 bucks, well, I mean, you just, you just can't get a server for 30 bucks. You have to share the server with hundreds of people to get that cost down that low. Um, it kind of reminds me back to my past working at Honeywell. I, I worked in the and managed the web hosting part of the of the company for all the internal and external apps. And we constantly get calls with people say, well, I don't want to host with you guys, even though it's a corporate requirement, because I can go pay 50 bucks a month and host it, and you guys are going to cost me like 500 bucks a month. And it's kind of like going, okay, but you're, you're, at, you're, you're comparing apples and oranges. We're going to give you a huge environment for your application that's just going to be, you know, incredible. You're going to go host right next to grandma's recipes and you're not getting the same thing. But people couldn't quite understand that. Just they, they see cost and they, they be, that cost becomes the biggest differentiator between whether they want this package or that package. And I think you have to drill down. You have to see what, well, what are you getting for that cost. And if, and if Rock's going to be a critical part of your, uh, of your organization, you have to be willing to you know, give it a home that it's going to be able to live in. And if it's not a critical part of your organization, I'd say just don't even do it. Like, you know, don't don't get rock unless you want to invest in rock. And it's not like investing means you pay us because it's a free product. It's just you got to give it a home that it can live in. Um, so we really need to look at the price um, of the different options available as indicative of the features that they offer, and make sure that the features of the space that they have lines up with what our needs are. Right, and I'd actually say if you see it, if you see a price that's cheap, it should really. It should really scare you. I mean, if you see a five dollar a month web host, just think you're getting five bucks a month out of that. Yeah. You know, I think thirty is like for for a small, small, small organization that would be maybe okay. But if if you're medium to large, you should probably be thinking you're going to spend close to a hundred bucks at a minimum. And honestly, if if Rock is going to be that strategic piece of your organization, that seems pretty cheap. Um, you know, obviously a larger uh, organization would need to spend quite a bit more, but, um, yeah. And again, they can read more recommendations about that on the external hosting guide, which is on our website under the learn tab. Right. So that would be a good place to go check that out. If you're looking at hosting or, or considering if you need to change your hosting options based on what we found out. Right. And just realize that's still a very living document, um, we feel comfortable with all the recommendations on there, but I think, you know, we'll probably be adding back um, Arvix when we get this little issue resolved. Right. We're not trying to over, overstate the issue. I mean, it, it it's an issue, and we're just not feeling comfortable right now getting more people on that. But I do feel comfortable that we're going to be able to resolve it and that they're a great company. I mean, their support has been incredible uh, on this, and that's why... That's why we keep trying, right? Because we know their hearts in the right place, their their tech supports in the right place, they're talented, 
Um, otherwise, we would just give up, right? It's just one company. But right. the fact that we've actually poured, like, literally, I mean, way over 100 hours in working with them in between code changes and I can't tell how many times we've installed <laughs> Rock on <laughs> Arbix. I mean, I think that should show that we believe in them um, and we because we, we think that they could be a, a valuable partner for the long term. Right. Um, and... Again, we we say it in the guides, but we'll say it again. We're not. There's nothing for us in this partnership with Arvix. We're not getting any money for every person who signs up. We get right. nothing, and that's the way we want to keep it, because we don't want there to be like a hidden relationship or an unknown relationship behind the scenes that that you know we're we're benefiting from this. Right. The only reason why we're sticking with them so tightly is because we actually think that they're a partner we could go long term with, and that. You know, you guys, the, the, the people who use Rock, will be more uh, uh, more successful because of that. Right, and the reason that we're sharing it here is because we're trying to be the front runners for for you who are using the application and figure some things out ahead of time, um, do some troubleshooting, and just let you know we'll be transparent. Here, here's where we are. We may have some ups and downs, some setbacks, some leaps forward, but we just want to be transparent. So you have all the information at your fingertips to make the choices and, and educated decisions you need to make. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly, because, you know, for the organizations that we're running Rock with, you know, we already have dedicated servers and so it's it's not we're not doing this for us we're doing it just to help all the smaller organizations know the pros and cons and that this all works so and i'm sure we'll have future updates as as the situation kind of clarifies itself yeah so look for the blog look for social media and look at the docs but i would really you know if you even if you're not big into social media, I'm not that big into social media. Follow the the, the Twitter account for Rock because that's where you're going to get a lot of the updates. We have blog posts, but Twitter's going to tell you when there's a new blog post. Um, and then we have the newsletter, but that, the newsletter doesn't go out as much. So right. if you want to get more in the loop, I would just recommend hitting our our Twitter page. Um, you know, sure, a little more real time updates as they come out, rather than getting it in aggregate later down the road. Yep. All right. Nick, I think you've got some exciting info for us. Well, <clears throat> nothing I haven't been talking about every single podcast. Uh, you know, I'm all about... It doesn't make it any less exciting. <laughs> I'm all about community sharing. So, you know, the Refresh Cash event is that. You know, it's, it's a time for all of us to get together, share our ideas, share our knowledge, um, network with one another. And so, yeah, this year, it's coming up in October... Um, Tuesday, the 21st, is Rock Day. That There's no cost to that. You could fly in and fly out if you wanted to. Um, but you'll miss out on the next three days, which are chock full of rock sessions. So if you still haven't registered, it's only $75. The money doesn't go to us. It's the Church IT Network that we partner with. So if you go to churchitnetwork.com, and uh, there's a register button down at the bottom of that page. But if you put a slash schedule on the URL, um, and then I found this is really handy. You just type in that little search box on the side, rock, and hit enter, and you'll see basically the whole rock lineup and all the sessions that we've got planned. I hope we, uh, we're we all thinking about that. I mean, we have been for the last several weeks. Um, and I'm excited because this is really what I'd like to pour my energy into, an uh, open source product um, that's free, that we can come and teach sessions on and uh, get ideas from people. So the future for me is like 
this is it. Next year we'll have like twice as many sessions. We'll have to have more teachers, uh, two sessions per hour. But that's really all I've got to say. Well, that's that's great. And we will have a blog post coming out with links for the registration and the rock schedule. Oh, so great. that will help people get there easily. Yes. Good. Well, I think that's a wrap for today. We are still working and um, still taking info from you. You know how to get a hold of us on the website. We have an Ask tab and several different ways you can get a hold of us there. We always love to hear from you. And uh, thanks so much for listening. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. <laughs>